Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. And that go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers want to try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's going to be consequences and Good folks, it's your boy Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles. We in the building. Yes, Welcome to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast uh, on Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast.com. Make sure y'all check out the chat room. Um, also, check us out on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. Also, on the Facebook page and on Instagram as well. And that's Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, we got another week here in the books, man. Uh, Maestro Styles, what's going on, man? What's up, man? We about to, we got to hit him with the quick one too, man. We we definitely got a little bit to talk about with an, and, a, and a little bit of time to talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah, we really do, we really do. Yeah. Um, but first, say uh, let me give a shout out, quick shout out to the Deacon Dell, uh, repping B more up in the chat room, man. Appreciate you joining us, man, uh, on this live feed right here. So, man, I guess we could get right to it, man. Hey, put that, put that chat room back up on it. Show, oh, share your screen again. Nah, man, I don't want to see it. My fault. I don't want to see it. I'll let you do the chat room stuff. <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I forgot I was sharing the screen with you, so that's why I was. that kind of took me for a loop for a little bit there. But... Yeah, I'd rather. i look at myself. That's all right. I'd look at myself. But, um, but yeah, man, Um, I mean, we can yeah, go man. in so many different directions, but I, I guess we got to go Drew Brees here because... You know, we we named this episode the Drew Brees Journey, so I guess we got to start there. Yeah, and 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 it's probably going to be the, the the lengthier conversation, so I guess we should get the lengthier stuff out and then rush through everything else because I because uh, there's some other things that we need to cover, but obviously that Goodell, that is, I mean Goodell, I mean we, we yeah. definitely got to touch on that. <laughs> for yeah, so you know, uh, we can kind of we can kind of group all that though. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. I, I yeah. guess we could do that. We could do that. So um, I, I, I'll let you start it off, bro. I mean, look, man. I, I don't. I, Drew Brees was somewhere on some some interview, and essentially last week he said that um, he ain't he ain't rocking with folks disrespecting the flag, um, and you know <laughs> that's just the wrong thing to say at this time. Obviously, he caught a whole bunch of backlash from. Uh, Social media, more specifically Malcolm Jenkins and Michael Thomas and um, everybody. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, th- there were a lot of people involved, and um, you know, to the point where he had to have some private conversations. Uh, Shannon Sharp is another guy who comes to mind, mm-hmm. um, and then he had to have some private conversations. And uh, that next morning, uh, he gave three separate apologies one the pr apology which we all know was bullshit uh the second apology the look into my eyes apology where um you know you know you could take that how you want to take that one and then the third one i I can't necessarily remember how to describe the third one but uh he came up with three different apologies he uh then announced that he was donating five million dollars to the city of new orleans 
um, which um, is cool, but I think in my personal opinion, it should have been a little bit more specific to black people with what was with what's going on and with how he uh why he how he violated. I think that should have been um a little bit more specific to the culture. Um and and, and here we are, man, and, and you know, now it, <laughs> you know, this this race this race uh this police in uh police brutality rather, this the you know, is it's it's doing something. I don't know how long it's going to last, but if if we talking about right now, um, all this is affecting the country, and it seems like it's having uh, it's going in the right direction. I won't say it's having a positive effect yet, but I will say it's going in the right direction right now. Um, well, I'll say that it is having a positive. Um, it's it's definitely causing some changes, and I'll I'll go ahead and refer to a post that I saw on Instagram, and. I don't want to be a hundred percent with this because this was, you know, someone from that I knew, you know, from way back in the day had, um, posted some stuff that, uh, maybe, you know, she got from somebody else that, um, the sources you know, is unconfirmed. Um, that's yeah. Um, not a hundred percent confirmed, but so she got this post, right. Saying that, um, you know, that the charges against the officer were upgraded, you know, which is, you know, which is good. Um, you know, and I'll just name a couple more things here. Um, you know, in the state of Maryland, bipartisan work group of state lawmakers, they, they announced that they're going to put together a police reform work group, um, which is positive also. And then up in New York, um, the governor's urging Eric state lawmakers that. to enact a 911 "Quote unquote," the Amy Cooper. You remember the Amy Cooper story? No, I thought you was about to go with the Eric Garner Act. Cause I just saw that um, the Eric Garner Act is about to be put into effect with uh, uh, no children. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that's also one of the the things that they've you know implemented as well. But the whole sort of but quickly, no, I'm not the, familiar with Amy Cooper. So so quickly, the Amy Cooper. This was the white girl with the dog that was walking in Central Park black man was in central park you know minding his business uh she had the dog off the leash the guy told her you need to put your dog on leash. and then she called 911 and claimed that this african american is telling me what to do and so the police came and you know the police of course you know made a you know made a whole mess out of her of course so so that that's what the amy cooper thing I'm refers to with so this so this is called the false accusation bill that okay. they've implemented based on after that situation happened. Okay. So so there's a lot of stuff, and I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll post some of this stuff to our social media on Instagram, and so folks could take a look at what I'm talking about. But those are just some of the examples that after we've kind of gotten to this point and the message is loud and heard, that states and legislation have made some of these changes into effect. So I'll, I'll post yeah. that later on on our social media platform. But yeah, I, I, I think this movement right now is it's, it's, it's got momentum right now, man. And, mm-hmm. um, just to get the breeze for a Ju- second, man. Right. Um, I don't know what the hell this dude was thinking. And I understand he was on a different platform. Um, I think it was Yahoo finance, uh, was doing an interview with him. I don't know how, uh, a question of, you know, what's going on, you know, in this country in terms of, you know, black empowerment and all that stuff. I don't know how that got into the conversation on Yahoo Finance, but nonetheless, he answered the question and he just basically said he he wasn't down with the movement. And like you said, he, he got smoke well, from everybody. And well, can I can I can I can I stop before a second? Because I, I do want to make sure we are specific and and. What, or, or a little bit more specific in what he said. What he said was is that um, he is not for anybody disrespecting the flag, and um, and everybody took it the way they should have took it. Meaning, um, he's he's he take he thinks that kneeling while the national anthem is disrespecting the flag. That's how you know. That's how it was being taken. That's how you know. That's what he that's what he meant. Um, right. And. Uh, I don't. I don't even really care how we got there. Um, the fact is, is that I'm one appreciative that 
that he came out and said it because now we kind of get to know all right what what some of these folks are thinking because we're talking about Drew Brees here and Drew Brees right. for all intents and purposes before all of this we knew him to be an upstanding citizen um he was uh uh he did a lot of philanthropic work mm-hmm. um he well, you know he let me was... be clear and i don't mean to cut you off but i mean to but i still think that drew Brees is still gonna carry on the act of philanthropy i still think that he's still gonna be in terms of you know what we've seen as far as character i still think he's going to be that um the problem is is that with all the stuff going on with George Floyd and the movement, he just picked the wrong time to make the comments that he made. And I think no. what makes it worse is that he doubled down and backed away from it. And all of a sudden, he's he's shouting out Donald Trump and saying, "Hey, Donald, I don't you know I don't agree with this with what you're trying to you know put together." I I would at least have a little bit more respect for Drew Brees and saying, "Hey, this is how I feel." I'm not changing, you know, my stance on it. This is what it's going to be. You know, let's move on. Nah, well, nah, I I think him saying it was the perfect time to say it because in 2020 and four years after uh, Colin Kaepernick took a knee, he still doesn't understand what kneeling meant. Mm-hmm. And um, so he came out and said that because flat out, I... I generally think he just didn't know no better. He really still thought as a white man, as, you know, his ancestors served in the war and and, and all that, he thought that kneeling was a disrespect to the American flag. That's what he thought. Mm -hmm. And, um, And he was wrong. And he got corrected viciously, and he should be corrected. Um, Since having those conversations... He said, you know, I didn't know. Or I was insensitive. And I you know what I'm saying? And you know, if that was if that was emphatically a learning process, then I'm glad he said it um to get the education that he needed. And let's hope that he uh meant his apologies and that he's gonna take the necessary steps to uh help him be a part of this movement and moving and moving the culture forward. Because, um, I, I, like I said, I really think he thought, or he feels like, I really think that he felt like kneeling was disrespecting the flag. And I, I can't imagine how you would think that after the hundreds of thousands of maybe million times black people have come out, and, and even in some respects white people have come out and said that kneeling is not a disrespect to the flag. Um, but- what was the name of the gentleman that Kaepernick talked to? The, the guy, the guy that was a veteran that told Kaepernick kneeling is the proper way to protest, but also show respect to the veterans. I don't know. Even I that knew. guy came out and said this was okay, and yet right. still the message still was misunderstood on account of Drew Brees at that point. Right. I, so, so if it, right, right this second. If I got any issue, if or if I had any issue with um, Drew Brees, it's because he's just ignorant. Like you, you, you're just that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. It, you can't be. You've heard, you know, or at least you should know. I feel like you should know as somebody that we um, assume to be somebody who's in the you know in the community, not necessarily the black community, but in um, you know, doing philanthropy, you hear these conversations about what Black Lives Matter matter is, what it means, mm-hmm. and what kneeling um, for the flag meant or means. So I, I'm sure he's heard these conversations or been um, or had the resources to get to these conversations. And yet, uh, here you are in 2020, right in the in the amidst this whole you know with George Floyd and Beyond Beyond Taylor and all this going on, that you thought that you still think that kneeling is a disrespect to the flag. It's just ignorance at this point. It is. And just to mention this also, so there was a protest in New Orleans. Obviously, every city is protesting around the country. You heard chants of F. Drew Brees, F. Drew Brees. And that's coming from the black community and not just that. The fact that New Orleans as a city... The majority of its population is African-American 
it's it's you know it's a it's a black city and, and yeah. the way I interpret it, it's a black city. Drew Brees came to New Orleans at a time when things were desperate. They were coming off of Hurricane Katrina. They were coming off of all the damage and you know happening to rehabilitate itself as a city. And Drew Brees came here, came there, and was part of the movement to get things up and running, um, housing, food, things like that, getting, mm-hmm. the, you know, getting the city back together. Um, in some ways, I'm, I'm surprised that he was tone deaf about um, why, you know, players were kneeling. And then in other, you know, cases, I'm not surprised at all because, again, like you said, um, you know, he's a white man. He has an upbringing. Um, he, I think he was from Texas or something like that. You know, both parents were wealthy, um, went to a, a very high prominent college in Purdue and really growing up from, you know, that time up until this point, never really, you know, I don't want to say felt like he had to suffer anything in terms of setbacks, but just, you know, he had a, he had a really good life, I, mm-hmm. I, I would say, you know, mm-hmm. better, better than most. Um, I, it's disappointing to hear. Um, from that standpoint, that you're in a you're in a black city, you you play professional football in a black city, and yet you know you you were so tone deaf with the comments that you made. I just wonder what kind of do do they ever? They must not ever talk about you know social issues in that locker room. You got me. I mean, wasn't, like, Ma- wasn't no Malcolm way- Jenkins once upon a time in that locker room? He's still in the locker room, I thought. No, I'm saying, like, when Malcolm Jenkins first came into the league, didn't he play for the Saints? I think he plays for... Don't he play for the Saints now? He plays for them now, but... Yeah. Um, but, I'm, but I'm saying at once... You're saying back then, right, back, right. I'm saying back then, and the way we know Malcolm Jenkins to be, you know, Philip, you know, being in the community and things like that, you, you would think that conversations like that would have happened... Even ten years ago, yeah, you know, almost you when he first think. came in the league, you would think. But I, I just wonder, like, does nobody talk to this dude about social? I, we've had social issues. I mean, if we're even talking about before, you know, Eric Garner and and you know, Philando Castile, we, like, we've had social issues where blacks were um, treated unjustly before. Then, like, do they never have these conversations with Drew Brees? Does Drew Brees like? I it's just it's. It's shocking to me that mm-hmm. he's he's just that ignorant, or he was just that ignorant to the conversation that was going on. And so then it leaves me with like, is he lying? Like, what is he doing? See, is he a racist? Uh, it, it, it's a good question. Is um, he a racist? In like, my, let's, in let's my, in my opinion, it. I don't think he is, but mm-hmm. you never know. You you never know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's a racist. I, 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 I w- see when you when you put that kind of money into when you could put the kind of money he's put into the community, you have to know that it's a yeah. it's going to positively affect black people. I in would that, think in that city of all, yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I don't, yeah. I don't think he's racist. I think he's stupid. I think he's just stupid, or he was stupid to that, or ignorant to that. Conversation. He, yeah, he just made a stupid comment. I don't think he's stupid. I think no, he made a stupid comment. no, 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 no. I I think he's stupid because that's you know that con- that comment in these times when all you're hearing about is um, you know social injustice and black people being treated unfairly and police brutality that you would say that kind of a comment. They asked him, "What? How do you feel about everything that's going on?" That's what they asked him. Mm-hmm. And your response was that I don't give a damn about your grandfather's fighting in the world in in, in World yeah, War. Yeah, like II. he made it about himself. Yeah, I don't give a damn about that. And and it's like, did you not know? Did you not hear the stories about how um, black people were also in that World War and came home to being treated like shit? Yeah. Um, you know, they went there fighting for America and then came back to America to be treated like shit while your grandfather and your uh, peoples was treated good and treated with the, you know, got the heroes, to, you know, the hero treatment mm-hmm. and black people had to go back to using the shitty water faucet. Like what? Like, did you not like what are we talking about? 
What Nate are we Boyer. talking about? Nate Boyer. Thanks, um, ABM. ABM in the chat. Uh, Nate Boyer is the former soldier that had the conversation with Kaepernick okay. about kneeling. So okay. I pre- appreciate the ABM. And yeah. uh, let me say what up also, also to Kesey and uh, Mocha Bella is also in the chat room. So What's happening? What's happening? I got a prediction. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I got a prediction now. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win the NFC South. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, 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 you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm only with you because I wanted, I want to downgrade Drew Brees' talent just for a second. Because um, as of right now, the very next thing that came after, um, you know, after all this, his apologies is him donating five million dollars to, um, you know, to the city. Mm-hmm. And hey, bruh. I, I'm gonna need you to put that five million in the Black Lives Matter, or put it put it in WACP. Put put that shit somewhere else, man. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you cause now you coming out, you you know you you trying to you call yourself trying to correct Trump on on social media, and you know we need to stop acting like this ain't happening and this that and the third. Well, you know what would help some money, some um, money. Put, more, put, more than that, more than that, <laughs> bro. Yeah, he's got he's got a long way to go for. He can gain the trust of teammates and whoever else that's black that's been associated with this guy. Well, um, it seemed like it seemed like based on Mike Thomas's post, um, they that he at least trusted him enough to go back and play football. What else is and Mike Thomas play, gonna say? He could not say nothing. Okay, so that's I why, mean he could, but that's why I, I don't I don't expect. I, I hear what you're saying. They could have stayed silent and just been like, "I, right, you know, we said what he said. You know, let's move on." Um, well, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I think uh, Mike Thomas is not enough for that team to, you know, get to where they got to go. Um, certainly, I'm sure Cam Jordan's got some words for Drew Brees. I'm, I'm sure every black Cam player... Jordan put a post out. If I'm not mistaken, who did? Cam Jordan put a post out. If I'm not mistaken, okay. I'm 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 just I'm just curious about the chemistry of that yeah, team moving forward. It seems it seems and, and obviously we don't know we'll find out when it happens. It seems that all or the majority of the star players who um which you know by the way there aren't that many Kamara, uh Mike Thomas, Cam Jordan, mm-hmm. um Malcolm Jenkins, like those four guys specifically mm-hmm. have come out and spoken since then and said, "All right, well we had the conversation." He my teammate. He made a mistake, you know those types of um, those types of things. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they're gonna try to they're they're moving on. It seems like they've had those conversations. Um, I don't I don't think that this is going to affect them chemistry wise. I'll be honest with you. I think I think they're going to still feel some kind of way about them in the locker room, but it's not. I don't think that it's going to too much affect them uh, playing football. If I be well, if I'm being honest, we'll see. We'll we'll definitely see about that. I know Shaq was called upon to talk to people in that Saints locker room and kind of give them the pep talk about, hey, you know, just don't let the outsized noise affect you guys from what you know what your common goal is as a team. And why did I'm sorry, I'm not doing that if I'm Shaq. You're not. You said you're not doing it. If I'm not Shaq. doing that if I'm Shaq because why? because listen here, player. Um, I don't give a fuck about that football team right now. Right now, I need to know that Drew Brees is in the right in the right mind state mentally as far as how you feel about black um, police brutality and how you feel about the plight of the black people. Sure, but I think he also, in, in, you know, somewhere in Shaq's heart, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know why he did it, but obviously he felt the incentive to do so. Um. Sure. There's, somebody there's, there's other, somebody there's other players. Them. There's other players on this team that he might have some form of relationship with, and maybe just felt the need to say, "Hey, you know what? Let me let me go holler at this team, and you know, share some you know my experiences, and just in terms of chemistry, not so much about you know what's been going on, but just in terms of sticking together as a team, um, not letting any outside distractions affect what you guys got to do." Um, I, I, I didn't mind Shaq, um, you know, going in there to do it. Now, if there was somebody better to do it, um, I would understand, but I, I don't, I don't see no harm or, or foul and, or even in Shaq's heart, 
you know, he, he felt like maybe he, he wanted to go talk to these guys. Um, and who knows? I, who knows? Maybe he pulled Breeze to the side and, and you know, said something to him, you know, say, hey, look, you know, you you, you, you was wrong for that. You, you was out of pocket for it. Maybe he, he did, did that. Maybe he did that. I don't know. If he did that, cool. Um, but my thing is, is that if I'm Shaq, if I'm any black person right now that's talking to Drew Brees or coming on behalf of the New Orleans Saints, mm-hmm. um, I need to know I need to know where he at with it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Shannon Sharp said he talked to him on the phone and okay. you know, and he expressed his um, you know, his sentiments where, you know, we needed you to represent for black people and we need you to represent for us. We need you to not think from the plight of your life as Drew Brees. Uh, white privileged male making millions of dollars uh, from a wealthy family and who doesn't have to deal with injustices at that moment we needed you to speak mm. on bite of a of a black man we needed to be understanding of that plight and um look um if i don't think you're understanding of that plight i don't care about football you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't care about football. I don't care about chemistry right at that moment. Sure, we all want to win Super Bowls and all that, but at the end of the day, um, you got to respect me as a man. You got to respect my plight as a man. And we've been on this team, Drew Brees, you've been on this team for a break, playing with a lot of black players. And you telling me that you never at, the, at any point uh, had any sympathy or, 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 or common courtesy or sensitivity to the plight of the black man while you sitting here, while they're protecting you, why they? Why you handing the ball off or throwing it right, to him? Like you right. getting those stats because of these black people, and you telling me that you ain't have in all these years of playing football the the bit of the ilk to understand the plight of what these people going through, how hard they had to fight to, to get there. Yeah, nah, I need to know. I need to know before we talk about anything chemistry. Before we talk about anything football, we need. I need to know. Like Slim, like do you understand what we going through right now? I get it. You are never going to be there. But right now, fuck that flag because that flag ain't doing shit for us. That's what it's doing for you. It's not doing that shit for us. And you need to understand that. And if you if we really a family and you want to talk about building chemistry, then you got to understand my plight to build chemistry. We not we we not rocking. I don't understand. Now if you talking about business, that's one thing. But if you talking about chemistry, chemistry, then you got to understand me as a man. And he didn't. He don't. And he don't seem like he was interested in, in it when he made that comment. So yeah, you got to go through the ringer to and, earn that to earn that chemistry. It's not no, it, and, and not just that chemistry with the New Orleans Saints, but any black person you talk to at this from now on. And and part of what you said is why I think um, I got questions about you know how they're going to do the season in terms of chemistry. I I, I really I really think they they're going to have some problems. Because, yes, you can talk about the leaders in the locker room. Cam Jordan, Malcolm Jenkins, Alvin Kamara, uh, Michael Thomas. You, you can you talk about all that. But what about the other cats that aren't nearly as good talent-wise but, you know, feel a certain way about it? You know, take the offensive line, you know, for, for instance. I could, I could see the offensive line making a statement. I mean, not throughout the season per se, but you I mean, basically see... doing a David Carr. Okay. Yes. Yes. I, I could see a moment where I, you know, we're going to send this message and it's going to be loud and clear. And then it's going to be, I right, let's, you know, let's football. And I think from that point on, it's going to be, it's going to be a mental thing for Drew Brees at this point. After that, it's going to be how much of the smoke can you take? Um, it's going to be, are you going to be mentally there enough to where you're going to hit your guys in stride? You're going to, you know, you, you're going to be the quarterback of this team and not just be mentally frustrated or mentally out of it because of some stuff you said that you should have never said. It's going to be you, interesting, man. I don't think it's going to be that interesting because if they do, if they do make a, if they do make a stand, being in the offensive line mm-hmm. or the receivers, if they do make a stand, it's not going to last. It's not going to last longer than a game. Well, yeah, that, but that's what I said. I, I, yeah, I said, but so you think you think the courses of what he did through, a, what they did to him through a game is going to last throughout the entire season? I mean, it's possible. I'm saying, I'm but, saying mentally, I'm saying mentally yeah, the rest of the way. Well, yeah, I mean, whether it be mentally or physically, is you're saying that he's going to be affected during the course of a game. I mean, through the course of a season. 
um, because of what they did to him through a game. I don't think. No, no, that no, that's no, 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 no. I'm saying from the mental standpoint of what his comments were um, just last week to him getting all the backlash to now happen to face his teammates. And now here comes week one and your teammates make a statement. And then it's like, I right, we're sending a message. He got the message. Okay, now let's go play. Now, from that point on, moving forward, because of what he said, because of the backlash he's getting, how much of it mentally does it take a toll if it does? I'm not right, saying that. I'm not saying that thing. physically. I'm not saying that he's going to be mentally out of it or physically out of it because of um, them making a statement week one. I'm saying he could be mentally out of it because of the reason that he's in this in the first place. And that was the comments along with the backlash. That's what I'm saying. So you're saying that he gonna have a, he could possibly have a bad season or a non you know, a a bad uh, a non productive season because of what he said? Because of what he said leading to the backlash, the constant backlash, um, combined with um the players making a statement. It's possible. So you so you're saying all three of those things as opposed to just the one thing. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Well, one way or the other, um, no, I, I don't think that's – sure, it's possible. It's possible. I don't think that's going to be the case. Like I said, I think at the end of the day, um, they're going to attend the business because at the end of the day, this is business. Um, yes, there's a lot of personal things attached. You know, you, you, you know, you share that much time with a person. It's it's a work relationship. You share enough time with a person and then you get to know them personally. And it, which is why going back to it, I don't understand how he doesn't understand or how he didn't understand that that comment was stupid unless you're just stupid because you deal with these people. You have a work relationship. You spend more time. With, you spend a lot more time with these foot, these players, these black players, than you probably spend with your family. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I like, don't think he, again. I don't think he's stupid. He made a stupid comment. Um, yeah, I think he made a stupid comment because he's stupid. And when you make a comment of that kind of ilk in this type of time, I don't think you're smart. I hear you. I Maestro Styles does not think Drew Brees is a smart person to make to be that rate that tone deaf in that moment in this moment with what's going on there's no it's a lack of intelligence okay uh i mean we we differ in that i mean department i think we're on the same page as far as the comments he made being stupid let me let me read something from uh abm real quick he said uh breeze is not a dummy more like a con man and he lied about filming a commercial urging kids to bring their bibles to school but they believe transgender people are just lying to themselves he might not be a staunch active racist, but he's definitely not socially aware and he's tone deaf. So, yeah, parts of that I, I agree with ABM on um, in terms of just being tone deaf to, you know, what just happened recently with uh, George Floyd and not George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and, and a list of names throughout is the he years. Been, but is he tone deaf because he wants to be or because he just don't know no better? I don't, I don't know. Because if know. he's tone deaf, if he's tone deaf because he just don't know no better, in my mind, that's I mean, he's still stupid to me. In in my mind, that's ignorance. And if he's tone deaf because he's choosing to be, he's a he's at least a borderline racist, and then that's still stupid. All right. I, I yeah, I, I I hear you. I, he's stupid. He's stupid, and, and maybe he wants to be stupid. I think racism is stupid, so maybe, so maybe he's just stupid. All you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doc Bell, ABM says, I believe it's willingly tone deaf. So, um, so let, let, let's um, let's get into what Roger Goodell um, came out on video, and I'm I, I'm kind of paraphrasing here a bit here, but he basically came out on behalf of the NFL and just said that, um, hey, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, we didn't listen four years ago. We didn't listen, you know, the last three years. Um, They didn't listen. And now, um, you know, even after the commercial with all the players, with all the black players, you know, coming out, I don't know if you saw that. I know, I, I, but I saw it. I mean, basically, I saw the article that read um, Roger Goodell had to come out and say something because 
their media darling Patrick Mahomes came out and said that Black Lives Matter, so he needed to come out and 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 uh, be on the side of that. Yep, a large reason why. And uh, in addition to that, I think one of their media, social media people from the NFL, kind of um, leaked that a little bit. But the main reason really is when you when you get down to um, the position of leadership quarterback. Top 10 quarterbacks right now, you got five guys that are black, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and the league has to recognize that its best star is black. So you you take that in consideration. Now you just have no choice. Even even if you're even if your social media guy behind the scenes didn't leak stuff out at that point, you had no choice but to come out and say what you had to say. Now, there's a question that people are asking, well, why don't he just apologize to Colin Kaepernick? Why don't he say something? Why doesn't he mention Kaepernick's name? I think he's not mentioning Kaepernick's name because it opens the door back up for the lawsuit. If, if you folks don't remember, um, Colin Kaepernick filed the grievance against the NFL. Um, they mutually agreed on not just the confidentiality of what they talked about, but Kaepernick walked away with um, money from the table. So Goodell, with Goodell apologizing to Kaepernick, even though I think all want um, Roger Goodell to apologize to Colin Kaepernick, I don't expect it because it then opens up the door for the lawsuit. It it would it would it would basically it would it would it would basically um, make Roger Goodell you know guilty in the public more guilty in the public eye than he was portrayed to be, Um, and now you know Kaepernick would have the opportunity to you know push that lawsuit even further. So I don't Um, I don't expect an apology. No, I disagree. I expect he should have said his name and he should apologize because that's who he was talking about. And I don't think the lawsuit was collusion. Well, I, I think we agree. Well, wait a minute. I think we agree that he's. Well, I, yeah, but, but hold on. Th- that he should. The lawsuit. I'm, say, I'm saying I don't expect it. But you, you cut me off though. The lawsuit is collusion. The lawsuit is they they blackballed me from the league. The the lawsuit ain't. Oh, we should have been listening to Colin Kaepernick about Black Lives Matter and about police brutality. So, yeah, but that but that still but that doesn't matter though. Why does it not matter? How can you if he apologizes to Colin Kaepernick for not listening to him about police brutality? How could Colin Kaepernick then, uh, you know, rehash the lawsuit about them blackballing him out of the league? Because that's what, but that's what what it was in the first place. No, the lawsuit was collusion, not him protesting. Okay. So the, I, I mean, so, I, I kind of see what you're. I kind of see what you're saying here, but that's not gonna. I, hold, I mean, how would that hold up in court if he said, "Oh, he said my fault, Colin Kaepernick. We should have been listening to you and Malcolm Jenkins and whoever else was protest was telling you about. You know, y'all need to take a stand on on police issues and so police brutality." So why do you think? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Why would he like if he does that? That doesn't mean that Colin Kaepernick could come back and say, "Oh, this is why they colluded against me." Now, do we think that's why it happened? Sure, but how would you prove that just because he made an apology saying that we should have listened to him? Because all they're going to say is Colin Kaepernick didn't fit on this football team. He didn't fit on that football team. He, it's they can't prove collusion because he said he should have listened to him about his thoughts on what the NFL should do concerning police brutality. So why do you think Goodell's not apologizing? I think I I don't think I don't know. Let me let me say that I don't know why he won't say his name. I don't know uh, if he want if he thinks that's going to be some type of a firestorm of Colin Kaepernick's stock going up and NFL stock going down from on video hearing him admit that he was wrong about um, Colin Kaepernick about or about Colin Kaepernick's views on protesting or whoever's views on protesting. Um, I don't I don't know, but I do know that that apology it don't really hold weight with me. It don't really hold weight with me because you needed to Colin Kaepernick, I apologize for not um taking this matter more seriously when you spoke about it. 
Period. Period. So, so I, I got a... Um, for some reason, this tweet from Stephen A. came up. Um, it, it actually addresses what I, what I was talking about. Um, he, he, he says here that um, the apology is not coming. Um, the owners won't allow it. And a commissioner can't violate that um, unless they're ins- assured of immunity from a lawsuit. So obviously, there's some there's something there that has to do with a, a potential lawsuit, and 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 there's something there for the reason why he's not gonna say Kaepernick's name. I think there's I think there's a fear that a lawsuit could be coming from Kaepernick's people. It, it makes it makes perfect sense. Don't make sense whether, to me. Whether, whether, sense whether to it's me. whether it's whether it's collusion or or not, the 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 fact of the matter is is that he's not saying it more so because it's 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 a potential lawsuit down the pipe. That don't mean How that don't mean that don't mean Kaepernick's gonna win. I'm, I'm not How trying to say that he will. What would he be suing the NFL for? Is is my question? That they tried to keep him out of the league. What is but what does him apologizing have to do with them keeping him out of the league? Because I think that opens up the door. I mean, Goodell is basically admitting that yeah, we you know we kept him out of the league. Nowhere did he say that. Nowhere huh? would he have. He didn't have to say, but he doesn't have. Well, to say I said that it opens up the. A- I said it opens up the door. I didn't say that he said those exact words. I'm with Stephen A. in the in the in the terms of owners don't want him to do that. Uh-huh. I, I I get that because then is because now now we're like oh shit we're admitting that we're racist and we don't want that we don't want that stigma out in the world that we're you know to mainstream that we're admitting to be racist. I get that. Okay. Um, but again, I don't, I don't, again, he says unless they're assured of immunity from a lawsuit. Yeah, but so, that don't mean he's right. It just means that's what he thinks. Um, no, I but don't, but but that's my point. The, the, the loss, the, I'm the saying, situation with the lawsuit is Stephen possible. Is, is what right. I'm saying. I don't. I'm again. That don't mean that Stephen A. made a comment based on resources, and I get that. But that don't mean he's right. I don't. No, think I'm not that saying he's right. right. Well, you are saying he's right if I'm, you're saying that you feel like that he's uh, that he's didn't apologize because of a. Uh, he didn't apologize to Kaepernick for fear of a lawsuit. You, no, you I'm sa- I'm, no, I'm I'm saying I I believe that that's why Goodell is not mentioning Kaepernick's name. Right, and then you read Stephen A.'s tweet and and backing of your statement. So you were okay, saying that. So okay, so what's the problem with me saying that? No, there's no problem with you saying that. I'm saying that you're using Stephen A.'s tweet to say that your theory is right. I'm saying I don't believe that Stephen A.'s tweet is 100% accurate. That's why I disagree with yours with your statement. Well, it's, it's more so that he may be onto something, not the fact that he's right. That what I was thinking was that he's... What I was thinking about in terms of a lawsuit, and then I read what he's saying, oh, he, he may be onto something, only because I, th- I thought about it. Okay. Yeah, um, but all that to say, I don't think... Um... I, Colin Kaepernick, he needs to apologize to Colin. That's who he needs to apologize to. Um, no, I agree. And I agree with that. that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, we agree there. But he needs to apologize to Colin Kaepernick. That's who he needs to apologize to. I don't. And, and so everything he said is cute and it's PR and it's you know the things that your commissioner should do. It's when not you got seventy percent of a league, you know. But nah. Yeah. Nah, it's not, it's not Kaepernick. That's who you need to apologize to. Yeah, I don't expect it. Yeah, Un- unfortunately. Um, I need to. Uh, well, I, I need to shout out. I need to shout out Mikey Williams, man. Um, I don't know if you know who Mikey Williams is, but uh, Mikey Williams is a uh, basketball player, high school player. I think he's from playing ball in California. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently I just followed him on Instagram and I did actually follow him from the podcast account so you could see what he was doing. Um, but, uh, he basically is the third ranked player in the nation and he is very, um, he's putting it out there that he is strongly considering going to HBCU college. Mm-hmm. Um, basically saying that he could, he, uh, players need to understand that, uh, 
they control the narrative. Players control the narrative. Um, we don't have to go to these big schools. We can go to a small school and then make that school the school. Um, you know, that type of conversations. I just want to shout them out because mm-hmm. um, that young nigga saying, that young nigga dropping gems and um, he might be he might be the next dude. He might be the next dude coming up because he already smart enough. And if you've seen this, uh, I ain't really seen him play. I ain't seen him play a game yet. But the boy, the boy, the boy jump. <laughs> the boy damn sure got hops. He damn sure got skills. Um, and like I said, he the third ranked player in the nation in high school. So uh, I just wanted to shout him out. And I would implore anybody who is not familiar to go ahead and follow him on Instagram at um, Mikey, uh, M-I-K-E-Y, two Y's, I think it is. Um, that young boy about the that young boy about to make some noise, and I hope he goes to HBCU. And I, man, I was about to say I'm I'm seeing some stuff on social media where he's strongly considering um, going to HBU. And if that's the case, and if he does, um, you know, pull that out, then that's a hundred percent dope. If and not only and not only is he you know talking about going to HBCU, but he's also talking about other top ranked players like mm. come on let's go let's go to this you know let's go here um i also want to shout out this uh wide receiver who is transferring he was transferring from uh i want to say vanderbilt uh, man, i forgot the receiver's name but he's transferring from vanderbilt to go to alcorn state um and attempts to you know like i said bring out the hbcus um then I heard, then I saw this uh, this thread somewhere that talked about what if, you know, one of the Fab Five members had um, went to, like, a HBCU and then called all his boys to go to a HBCU. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so it, how how I believe it works um, is, is that when you are a part of um, the MEAC, which is, they got um, mostly his, uh, HBCU schools, in that conference. Oh, the uh, the MEAC, uh conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh-huh. you win the you win that conference, you automatically get a bid in the tournament. So um, so you will automatically. I think you automatically get the sixty four the sixty four seed in the if tournament. If you win that conference, yes. If you win that conference, right? And you, so win, imagine, you win your conference tournament, absolutely. So imagine if you know the Fab Five was in the MEAC and got that sixty four spot. Against a number one spot, you think for a second that them Bams ain't about the dog, whoever that team was? Uh, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't and then, uh, put it past them. <laughs> and dog that team, and then now, and now you got a HBCU team that's you know in the Sweet Sixteen, in the Elite Eight, in the Final Four, in yeah. the National Championship, winning the National Championship, and now we got a HBCU that's heavy on the NCAA radar, and now kids see that school. Black kids see that school and want to go to that school. Um, it was a dope. Um, it was a dope thread I read, and um, I hope that Mikey Williams pulls that shit off, man. The wide receiver you talk about is C.J. Bowler, transferring yeah. from Vanderbilt to Alcorn State. Yeah, so. yeah. So um, I just wanted to shout out Mikey Williams, give him a little, you know, give him a little, a little shine on our platform, man, because um, I think he about to do some big things, and I and I can't wait to see it. My favorite high school player, if I ever had one, that is Mikey Williams right this second. Um, so, shouts out to him. I just thought about this. Think about the financial impact that it would have on these HBCUs. So, the, you yeah. know, the situation you were talking about, um, getting other top players to come to these HBCUs, make a tournament run, win a chip, put some notoriety on the map. Now other cats see, hey, we can, you know, these guys did it at an HBCU school. We could do the same thing. That brings money into the black community. It brings money into the, more money into the HBCUs. That that, that would be dope, man. Just, just, you know, sitting here thinking about it, you know, from a financial standpoint, that would be, that would be awesome if that were, if that were to happen. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, man. So, um, shouts out to him. I also want to say rest in peace. I don't know why I felt like Reese Caldwell died earlier than uh, Rache uh, Caldwell. Rache Caldwell. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel like um, he died earlier than this, but I mean, whatever. There, there was God. a there was a wide receiver that did. Who an old pass Patriots away. receiver? Who was it? Ah, uh, I can't I can't think of the name of it. It's funny you said that because. When when I found out about Rache Caldwell, I was like, man, like 
there was another guy that I thought played for the Patriots at wide receiver that passed away too. That just re- that passed maybe a few years ago. A, a, a few years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, uh, rest in peace to uh, you say Rache. Rache Caldwell. Rache Caldwell. Um, he was on a date Saturday night. Um, got ambushed by some people trying to rob him. He got shot in the chest and died in the ambulance. Um, so definitely rest in peace to him. Condolences to the family. Yeah, for certain, man. Um, that just it just seems like um, you know these these af- these black athletes. Um, you know, pass you know passing along, and it's just crazy. Like you were off last week, and I, I didn't even get a chance to talk about West Sunset because he passed away uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. And mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you got some for that being that that was rest the in Bullets peace, man. Franchise thank player. you, thank you for that title, man. <laughs> rest uh, rest in peace, man. In '78, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for certain, for certain. Um, so Dalvin Cook is holding out. And um, he wants what's called what he called a he's holding out until he gets what he deems as a reasonable deal. Um, what's a reasonable deal for Dalvin Cook in 2020, in your opinion? Um, I guess you got I guess you got to look at um, what guys like Zeke are getting. And um, really, I, 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 I think so. Um, now that doesn't mean, and when, when I say you got to look at guys like that, what I'm saying, I'm speaking from the agent standpoint, um, we're, we're talking about comparables. So obviously as his agent, I'm going to look to Zeke Elliott and, you know, look at his numbers last year. And I don't know him off the top of my head, but I thought Dalvin Cook had a better year last year than Zeke mm-hmm. Elliott did. Um, so I think you start there and then you just kind of work your way. Um, you kind of work your way down slowly, obviously, because you don't, you know, you don't want to price them out or anything like that. But I, I think that you start out with. Um, well, I don't think I, I don't think I, he's I don't think he's getting Derrick Henry money. Um, well, see, Derrick Henry doesn't have his new contract yet. But and then because because do you think that Derrick Henry is going to get paid more than Zeke? Um, boy, that's a big question mark right now. I'm, yeah, I'm not even. I, I'm not even what the Titans feel about him right now. I mean, they could just be, you know, they just look at the running position and they just, you know, take it for granted. So well, I don't I'm know. A, I'm gonna tell you. Well, um, I I asked what's reasonable. I, so I went and looked. I just took a brief. I took a screenshot of his of Davin Cook Cook's stats. 2017. Uh, that's the year he got injured early, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, his yes. rookie year? His rookie year, yeah, uh, 2017. So, yeah. Uh, so 74 attempts, 354, two touchdowns, averaging 4.8. His set that year back, which was also a down year, he was still fighting with the injury, 615 yards on 133 carries. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, t- last year, 250 attempts, 1,100 yards with 13 touchdowns, which is you know kind of more of what you wanted to see from – you know, from him at running back, but he's he did it one year at running back. Meanwhile, you know, he wasn't the he was the pre he was the number one guy for certain, but he was definitely uh I think I forget who the second guy. Madison, is that the sec the second guy that was there? Yes. Yeah. He was definitely getting his shine on. Madison was definitely getting his shine on in a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, so if I'm what I could He's second tier. Let me let me just let me just get there. He's second tier. But he's on he's the second, top of the he's on the top of the second tier though. He's on top of the second tier for sure. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott money. I think he's um so ten million dollars a year is reasonable in my opinion. So what about so what about a guy like Todd Gurley? So you just kinda you kinda broke down his career up to this point. Um him being Dalvin Cook. Todd mm-hmm. Gurley's, you know, Path is kind of similar, obviously uh, minus but he's, minus the year he had a couple years ago. But would, would, but he look, had that year a couple years ago, right? So wouldn't you look at the year he had last year and say, hey, I, this guy got you know while while this guy was making X amount of dollars, this is what this guy was producing. Um, 
You could start there. As an agent, you could start there. It doesn't mean you're going to be successful. If I'm... I, I, I'm i not going to just base it off of last year because we... Let's let's be very clear. Dalvin Cook has injury issues. I can't I can't just look at 2019 and say, oh, that's it. Because the fact of the matter is, is that he played two more years and had injury issues, and that's got to be factored into. He how missed you... games in 2018 and last year. Um, I don't know if he missed. I don't know. Um, he definitely missed games in 2018. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at his stat line: 133 attempts. He definitely missed. Oh, he he wasn't ready. That's right. I don't yeah, think he. Yeah. I don't think he he started the season. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. 133 to 250. That's a big disparity. So he definitely missed time. Um. I, without me remembering exactly how his year went mm-hmm. uh, in 2018. Matter of fact, I do kind of remember it because I had him on my fantasy team that year, thinking. I was about to get my shine on, and he ain't really, you know, right? Ain't really materialized for me. Um, but he, he, he's second tier. He's second tier, and so, so the likes of Derrick Henry, the likes of Ezekiel Elliott, he's not, he's just not there. He's just not there, and there's no way I can put him there. Um, does he need to get his money? Yes, one hundred percent. He needs to get a contract. But uh, what's um, what was Melvin Gordon's money like? What, what, what I don't was, remember. I don't remember. You talking about with the Broncos? With the with the uh, uh well yeah good point yeah what, what's his what's his contract with the Broncos yeah because he didn't get the, he didn't get his money and uh he was on the rookie scale in uh San Diego or Los right. Angeles last few months so I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what his um I don't know maybe you look but, at a guy like him and and make the and make the comparable because Melvin I mean, Gordon I, I wouldn't put Melvin Gordon in a Derrick Henry or Zeke Elliott. Um, tier, I would I would put Melvin Gordon in a, a second tier, closer to the top as well. Um, well, first of all, he got more time, man. Um, and nah, and nah. Um, I mean, look, um, his rookie year, six hundred forty-one yards on one hundred eighty-four carries. I mean, the only thing you could really say about Melvin Gordon is that his uh, yards per carry has ne- had never been above uh, four yards, except for 2018, uh-huh. and and he clearly. Um, but nah, <laughs> like he uh, he was he held out in t- last year, right? Melvin Gordon held out. Yep, That's and right. he was injured, and he was injured in 2018. Mm-hmm. Even though he still managed uh, 885 say, yards, he had a, he had a better year in 18 than he did last year. Right, and then the year before that, 1100 yards and eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So it's like he he was there, and even in the year before that, he had 997 yards with 10 touchdowns. So he he's he's probably a better. I don't know. I won't say better running back, but by statistically, he's been better because he's been there. Mm-hmm. And he's produced. You know, been what I'm there saying? longer I, I, than Dalvin Cook. Well, for certain. meaning he's been on the field. I mean, even if you want to take, even if you want to take, you know, you know, like if you want to take 2017 when Dalvin Cook came in to, you know, he was already in his bag. Like he yeah. was, he was producing since he's he's been on the field since he's been in the league enough. You know, what I'm saying to get to get the results. So it's like, uh, nah, I can't really. I would have to like if 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 it beca- if I had Dalvin Cook and Melvin Gordon, um, I would have to say Melvin Gordon based on his career so far. Mm-hmm. I would pay Melvin Gordon more. Okay, so getting back so to so he's Dalvin, under Gordon. you just getting back to Dalvin Cook. You probably and you got to account the games he's missed in seventeen and eighteen. You account for I mean really his his best year last year. And the guy wants to get, you know, guy wants to get his money before they tell him, you know, you can't play running back no more. Yeah. Um. So he's doing this at the right time. Let's be clear. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I. I think you give him. You. You might be right. I think you. You give him that second tier money. I think you yeah. do something along the lines of ten million, um, dollars right now. Facts. I, get I, your I, money, black man. Get yeah, your money. I think. I think you get that, and then, and then. You know what's gonna happen, right? He 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 gonna have a he gonna have a career year again in twenty twenty, and he gonna hold out again. 
for some more um, money. Uh, well, I, well, well a which career I would commend year. him for, by the way. Sure, I, I, I would commend but him. But career that. year, I mean, he got to do a little better than eleven hundred, right? He got he got to do. Little, I'd say he he got to do about fifteen hundred. Yeah, I mean, but you talking about Derrick Henry now? I'm I, I'm thinking more like if he did, he got he got to at least push it up to thirteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, borderline. If you gonna, yeah, thirteen. If you're gonna come borderline. back, if you're gonna come back to the table, if you talking about coming back to the table after one year, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, okay. Um, so Adam Iverson, um, I just I saw a tweet from Darren Rovell. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Iverson turned uh, forty five recently, and um. Ten years from today, on his fifty-fifth birthday, he is. And it was in his contract that he is going to receive thirty-two million dollar, thirty-two million dollar trust fund as a part of the lifetime Reebok deal he signed in two thousand and one. Why in the hell? I th- why in the hell are you telling telling me this right now? I I, I don't know if I just been sensitive to black issues right now, mm-hmm. but I don't want to know. I don't I don't I don't want people to know about the fact that he is in that he supposed to get thirty-two million dollars. At fifty five, because then I feel like he might not make it to fifty five. God forbid. Yeah, don't let's not put that omen on him. Let's, let's yeah, let that, I, 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 I even think about that. I, I really, I saw the probably, tweet. It's I, probably been me being sensitive to the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a little right, sensitive right. for everything that's going on. Right. Um, but man, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like get out of his pockets. I seen somebody else tweet that. Get out of his pockets. Get out of his pockets, man. Yeah, I, I, I saw the tweet and I was like. Smart move, boss move, you know, because you know the, the history or the or the narrative was that he wasn't good with his money, you know, throughout his playing career. It was, you know, friends, family would ask for hand me downs, and you know he would just freely, you know, give them money, tell them do whatever the hell you want to do with it. But when I when I saw that, I was like, okay, that that that's what's up, and. You know, even if he doesn't make it to fifty-five, um, I would just uh, and and I, I I'm confident that you know these players put maybe it's in to his language, family. yeah, yeah, that they yeah. you know put things in wills and you know or or I like this idea even better. Just just, just give it to your kids now, <laughs> you know, give it to your peoples now so that. You know, when you you know die, when that whenever that time comes, your your, your peoples ain't got to worry about you know scrambling paperwork and filing this with the court and all that yeah. stuff. It already be in their hands. So yeah, m- much respect to uh, Iverson for setting up that deal and his peoples for setting up that deal. You know? Yeah, in two thousand and one, when he was the best thing smoking in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, for real. Hey, let me let me. I gotta get back to this quickly. I, I, I for for some reason, every time we're trying to figure out a, a name of a player, I, I just gotta go, you know, do the Googles and research. Um, the name Terry Glenn, familiar with you? Yeah, okay, that's who it was. That's the okay. guy that you okay. know passed away years ago. I think twenty seventeen okay. or something like that. You're right. So. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't got anything else, bro. And your time yeah. is up. My time is definitely yeah, but I, I I did want to talk about uh, the NBA season, but we'll talk. We can talk about that next week. Thanks. Yeah, ain't, ain't no rush on that. Yeah, yeah. No I, I just want to say that the Wizards are in. So, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't I don't care I don't care I don't care none of that. Uh, uh, trade Bradley Beal to a contender. <laughs> nah, nah. Oh man. my god! All right, all right, folks. <laughs> Make sure y'all uh, y'all check us out on uh, Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. Also, check us out on the Facebook page. Also, on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You can check us out on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, if you got any questions or comments about the show, uh, you can reach out to us at Barbershop Sports Talk 1 at gmail.com. Um, I'm Trasia. He's Maestro Styles. Um, and you can find us also on Instagram at Trey Frazier at Maestro Styles. Maestro Styles is also on Twitter at Maestro Styles. So uh, that's it for the show, and uh, we'll holler at you guys next week. Peace.
Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.